Hello and welcome to another episode of Block Talk presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit TheaterInTheNow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Alert the presses, the fabric.com wall is being utilized. It's not just there to make the workroom look pretty. The final five were tasked to create their own drag talk character for the show that absolutely no one cares about. But which queen will get it all wrong? Find out soon. It's time to talk all things Drag Race All-Star 6. And joining me on this cartoon adventure are Tyler and Mikey. Hello. Hello. Hey girl, what's good? <laughs> um, have you? Ha, ha, are you excited to see the fabric.com wall being utilized? It's like it actually works. It's like genuinely such a I'm surprise shocked. to ever see it. <laughs> wow! I didn't think it was a real thing. I thought it was just some like one thing of fabric that they made to look real. Like I didn't realize yeah. it was a real thing. I There's remember like, like vividly. There's buckets. In season eight, they pulled one bolt of fabric from it because it was actually just a decoration. <laughs> yeah. Crazy, crazy. But we'll we'll discuss all that first. But before we can even talk about All Star Six, I have three bits of drag news of the week. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Never. Okay. First off, um, Santino Rice is an anti-vaxxer and his Twitter is full of insane tirades. Obviously. What is happening? What is happening? I Santino like Rice is trash. At all. <laughs> like no, it, he's trash. He's always been trash. At least he's I don't like if you have looked, Del Rio asked of him. If you look at what he <laughs> has been saying, he's actually psychotic. Oh yeah, it's crazy. This is Lucian level of psychotic. It, was just about to ask, is this like Lucian level or is this just like it's bad. Know, it's Caitlin really, really, really bad. No, it, it's it's not good. Um yeah, like and huffing glue in a bag, bad. <laughs> it, it, it's it, it's so it's, from what it, I'm I, hearing. I from what, what I'm hearing, hearing, if you work with RuPaul and then get kicked off the show, you go psychotic. Our evidence, Lucian Piani, <laughs> Matthew Anderson, Santino Rice. I'm waiting to see Merle Ginsburg splashed across page six on some psychotic rant. It's yeah, true. Um, I feel like she is next. I don't encourage people to go engage with it because it's not worth his energy or time for you to call him out. Um, but I urge you to not look at it ever um, and don't give him time or space it's unfortunate that now this is another chapter of the drag race history book that you have to question. Um, I mean, he did make a lot of questionable judging critiques, but this is now Always. proof that he is um, a nut job. And yeah, um, anti-vaxxers have no place on this podcast. So please, 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 please go get vaccinated friends. Um, yeah. Bad news. Bad news. Um, <laughs> that's bit one. Are you ready for news two? 
Oh god, does it get better? I hope. <laughs> Drag Race Philippines. It's coming. Fuck Manila's drag, am I right? Correct. Um, so that's the big story here. Um, obviously, Drag Den, Manila Luzon's competition that was supposed to be in the Philippines, it no. is in the middle of casting. So is Drag Race um, Philippines. Is there a merge? Is this going to be the same show? Are they going to be rival shows? We don't know anything right now. I feel bad for Manila because this literally just screwed her over. I don't know what it's going to be. But um, I can't believe they're doing it. I literally can't believe it. I can. I can, but it seems like such a choice. Like it seems like a, it seems like an oversaturation. Uh, well, I, I, I agree because you have Thailand and people are asking for Thailand to come back. Is this going to help Thailand or is this going to be like no more Thailand? You're getting Philippines instead. I know they're two completely different countries, but just regionally you could make uh, an, an Asian version. I don't know. Like what, why are we competing with drag den or was that the power move to knock drag den out? I think with the involvement of drag, I think and, that's the power move. Yeah, it definitely feels like a power move. <laughs> I feel bad for Manila because she should be hosting drag race Philippines. Hosting so, like, Hosting or like Brooklyn Heights in Canada one hosting because no let her host that's not hosting that's a jury no let her host <laughs> I let agree. her she should just let host. her be Supreme Deluxe let her be Fred Van um, Stupid Face let, let her host it but I feel like she we'll should see. be allowed to host it's true yeah um, but <laughs> one more bit of information you ready for it oh god Dragula season four is coming October nineteenth. Okay, this is like 100% oh. nothing but exciting. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> $100,000 cash prize for the winner of Dragula Season 4. So, um, RuPaul, you get her, better get your money up. Um, I'm excited for it. I will be covering it because I have to and I want to. But I'm already freaking out because at the same time, I'm going to get Canada and most likely UK3. So... Oh October, God. it's going to be crazy. I hadn't month. even considered that all three of them would be happening at once. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how things go. Now, on to All Star 6. Uh, <laughs> are we ready for All Star 6? How are we feeling about All Star 6? We're nine episodes in. How, how, how are we enjoying it? I love season 14 of RuPaul's Drag Race. It's so good. That's Shade. definitely what it feels like. It's a very, very long all-star season. And we haven't even gotten to the twist yet, but it's also been a very good all-star season. So, uh, Yeah, because, I mean, I've said it many times, the expectations were so low and they're doing better than expected. Um, and for the most part, it's been a fair season. Sans Scarlet Envy. Um, but it's, it's been... Yeah, it's been fine so fair. far. Fair, there has What's been not quite been... a number of rigories. Um, Trinity K. Bonet has been robbed of multiple wins. One of which, episode four, 
when she did Beyonce. Jan shouldn't have won it. I'm going to start fighting right now. No, uh, uh-uh, that oh, runway was oh, not good enough. That was not going to be good enough. That runway for Trinity was I not going to be good. I don't care. That was Beyonce. That was Beyonce. I don't, I'll fight. That, there's no way Jan should have won that. <laughs> that was all Trinity. The runways the run- matter when RuPaul wants to give someone else a win. Uh-uh. Runways have never mattered until RuPaul needs them to justify someone not winning. And I think it was horse shit. Okay. Okay. What? And I said what I said. Oh boy, it's gonna be a fun episode, isn't it? <laughs> it is gonna be a fun episode. But with that being said, I think Eureka won the pick table talk, and I don't understand why Ginger won. <laughs> Facts. Um. <laughs> okay, I I think uh, Eureka is. We're going to talk about Eureka. I'm not going to, I'll save it for later. Um, Let's talk about it. After the elimination, Ginger is getting close to the crown. She's got asthma. She's got little legs, but she's running that race. Um, They all congratulate Ginger so she doesn't pull a Trinity and flip out. Remember that? Feels like a million years ago, doesn't it? It does. Who was going to send Trinity home, though? Just Pandora. Her girls, they got her. She's very grateful to still be there and for believing in her and allowing her to fight. Trinity did have a moment with how she did with Snatch Game, but she's not going to dwell on the positive, the, the, dwell on the negative, just focus on the positive. How does that work? Should I try it? I'm not sure how to focus on positive. If anyone has advice, I will take it. <laughs> um, uh, as, as someone who likes to try to do that, uh, right now it just feels like a never-ending uh, treading water so have fun (laughs) that's it that's it it is the top five and raja clicks her heels but she don't want to go home no no trinity decides though she wants to be raja for a minute but ginger is like why you want to be raja she only has one win for now it's almost like things are set up on this show Raja's like I want my lipstick and Ginger's like I want both of mine and Ginger is like the lipstick assassin of All-Star 6 and on that note let's just get out of drag ladies this is enough Raja knows that Ginger is trying to pull ahead as the front runner but the game can flip so don't sleep I don't sleep because I watch this bullshit of a show when it comes out at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning (laughs) no no ew no I can't. No, 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 no. Go to bed. Go to bed. No, no, no. Because when people message me and I don't know things, that's not going to work. I I need to know first. But did you notice as they're doing like the little like zoom around the room, they blurred Trinity's breastplate. Just a little. (laughs) Like blur. No nips. Can't see the nips. Why are we censoring on Paramount Plus? Oh, it's because true. I, I fully see. believe that they were intending this. I fully believe they were intending this to be on television. And then Paramount Plus was like, oh, no, like, y'all, we could just put it on our show because there's those cute little commercial break moments built in. Like, I fully, wait, you, you, fully believe. Wait, you don't, you don't pay for commercial free? You don't pay for commercial no, free? No, I do have commercial free. Oh, oh okay. Oh, they no, do still like, do commercials still on Paramount have... Plus? Oh, yeah. If you don't pay for it, yeah. Commercials. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm that's having a what's a Mimi moment right now. Yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah, you are. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> the more you know. Well, 
Eureka, Apparently. she still hasn't won a challenge, but it's a fresh day in the workroom. She's ready to work it out. Good luck on that. Kylie notes that Pandora has great penmanship, and Ginger says that's something she can take with her. I have great penmanship. I had a teacher in eighth grade say my handwriting looked like the Unabomber. So thank you for that self-esteem boost, teacher. The Unabomber? Oh, no. That's just actually cruel. my problematic. (laughs) Because, like, everything was so perfectly straight and aligned. I was like, oh. So I don't have a complex. No, 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 no. But the room is empty. And day one, it was a clown car. But no time to reminisce because Corny the Unicorn is here with a message. Jesus Christ, it's drag tots. Are we really going to push this? More on that soon. Rue arrives for a mini challenge. They are going to play all-star class superlatives. Rue will name a category and they can vote for themselves or one of their fellow queens. Whoever has the most votes gets a point. This is one of my favorite challenges on Classic Survivor because it really gets to show how you really feel about your tribe mates. So I'm living for this. How did you feel about this challenge overall? It's my favorite mini challenge ever. They need to do it every season. I need more of it. Um, I needed it to be longer than it already was. And it was already like, this is not manufactured drama. This is real drama. It's so perfect. I didn't live, laugh, love for it. I'm going to be real with y'all. I just felt like the producers straight up were like, they're not fighting with each other enough. Let's just start this. And even then the whole, like, they didn't go deep enough with it. Like Eureka got 95% of them and thought it was hilarious. And the one Trinity got, she's already so sad over everything and was like, oh, I don't like that they said that I was moody. I'm not moody. I'm so heartbroken. Like, bitch, you're being moody now. Like, calm down. And then Eureka like calmed her down and there was like no real drama. Like I, they need to cut deep. Like who looks busted out of drag? Whose makeup skills need better work? Like things like that. If you're going to go for it, fucking go for it. Okay. I in high school was um, voted most dramatic. Are we surprised by that? Absolutely not. No. But <laughs> um, Did either of you get a superlative in your class yearbook? Uh, no, I got I two. I got most musical. <laughs> uh huh. Um, and I got most musical and best eyes. Aw, that, that's true. You have very pretty eyes. Um, let's go through what our contestants had to say about each other. Um, who is most likely to steal your boyfriend? Eureka, Ginger, and Raja all vote for Kylie and get a point. Kylie says Raja and Trini says Eureka, but Kylie says they just come to her. She doesn't steal them. Um, I feel like we know a lot of pretty people who say the same thing, and I just want to slap them silly because that's bullshit. (laughs) Who is the prettiest queen? Kylie, Ginger, and Trinity say Kylie, and they get a point. Eureka and Raja both say Raja because they are what? Delusional. Who is the most likely to have a sugar daddy? This was a very targeted question for me. Um, They all say Kylie. Rue then asks Kylie, has she ever had a sugar daddy? Now, she did not answer the question correctly because she was supposed to launch into the Shangela monologue tirade, but she didn't. Instead, she reveals that she's been a sugar daddy and a sugar mama. She's had a boyfriend steal 
She's a boyfriend stealing sugar son of a bitch, is what Ginger calls her. Um, have either of you had a sugar daddy? No, but I've always fantasized about having no. one. Just something so fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've never had one, but I'm taking applications. If you have large I sums of money are. and you would like companionship, I, I'm taking applications. Good to know, good to know. If you have right. large sums of money and you don't need companionship, I'm <laughs> taking applications. <laughs> That's fair. Also very much looking for that as well. If you just want to give me money, I would be very <laughs> happy to receive it. Good luck to both of you. I, I hope the listeners will come on into your Venmo at the end of the episode. <laughs> Who is the messiest queen? Ginger, Trinity, Kylie, and Raja say Eureka and get a point. While Eureka is just about to learn how much she is disliked as more questions are about to be asked. Like, who is the gassiest queen? It's unanimous. Eureka. So she's messy and gassy. Who's the bossiest queen? Eureka, Trinity, and Kylie vote Eureka to get a point. Well, Ginger and Raj just say Ginger. So Eureka is now, let's get this straight, bossy, gassy, and messy. To continue this trend, who is the shadiest queen? It's unanimous. Eureka, bitch. Bossy, messy, gassy, shady mama. That is not something to celebrate. <laughs> Why is she celebrating this? I know it's all in fun, but not a good look. <laughs> I think she I was mean, just trying not to take it personal. It's just a literal joke. Yeah, is exactly. It, yeah. It's an actual It's not joke. personal. It's just drag. Drag is personal. It's personal. It's, well, to some of I these whores. I think all the people there, she's, like, gone through, like, a lot. <laughs> she has. She, she has. She could take it. In a weird question, yeah. we're going to learn who is most likely to become president of the United States. Three votes for Ginger from Vin Ginger, Kylie, and Raja, while Eureka says Raja and Trinity says herself. Do you want any of these five to be president? Oh, absolutely not. No. Same. Who is the moodiest? Well, everyone says Miss Trinity, except Trinity, who says Eureka. I probably would have voted for Eureka just for shits and giggles as well, just to really mess with her. <laughs> I related eh. to Trinity's reaction because I probably would have gotten voted and I probably would have been equally stunned. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a good thing we're not playing this game on the podcast because... We have a lot to go. But we don't want to insult anyone here because I know y'all would have sent me in for all of them. <laughs> Who well, is you're most the only likely? One we both mutually know. It's true. It's true. Who is most likely to go home next? And this is how we create create clean drama. Eureka gets votes from Ginger and Raja. Eureka votes for Raja. Kylie and Trinity vote for Trinity. Y'all, we're gonna put a pin on that one. Remember it for later because. It's going to come back to haunt you, bitch. The bell rings, and the winners are Ginger and Kylie. Come on, front row. They win a $1,000 cash prize. Now, I'm going to assume both of you are good students, right? You were, you were good in school. Why sure. did the back row not cheat and look at the front row's answers? <laughs> they could have won. Just saying. Just saying. I just don't think it's that serious. It's so serious. Yeah, so maybe for hundred thousand dollars. Maybe they didn't know there was a cash prize for the mini challenge until the end. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. 
Well, for the sometimes those challenge. mini prizes you win like a hamburger, and you're a vegan. Um, <laughs> well, for the maxi challenge, they need to transform themselves into a magical live action character who visits the drag tots, the terrible show that Wow presents. Try to make happen. It features vocal talents including Bianca Del Rio, Latrice Royale, Adore Delano, Detox, Valentina, and the recently announced. Jimbo as Joe Chaotic. They must create a captivating character complete with name, backstory, and magical powers. Then design a head-to-toe look that brings her to life on the runway. They will be using materials from the fabric.com wall. It is actually happening. Were you as underwhelmed with the challenge as they were? Um, the announcement of the challenge, I was very underwhelmed. Uh, the execution, I was pleasantly surprised at the overall episode, if that makes sense. And then the lip sync was just no. (laughs) Fair, fair. (laughs) I honestly thought that they were going to have, like, they were going to have the animators there and, like, design the cartoon version of them based on what they created that would have actually been cool like we obviously saw the the cgi during season nine when they did the princess challenge with like their sidekicks like they could have done something fun like that clearly they had the fucking animators there if you see my background um what what why did this not work I actually did anticipate that to be what was going to happen. I thought they were going to be walking alongside an animated Mm -hmm. version of themselves. And when the first runway started and that didn't happen, I was like, wait. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. I, I mean, maybe I'm in the minority here. I don't know, but whenever they try to push something on the audience, it makes the show inauthentic again and i don't like that like making the drag race live the um basically the finale challenge of season 12 really was stupid because they're trying to promote this show trying to promote a new series none of us could probably go see it or care to see it just doesn't make sense that there this pushing of the overlapping products not everyone cares that much. And when you have so much drag race already, I'm not making time to watch drag tots. <laughs> for example, the American Horror Story episode that felt much more like an advertisement for American Horror Story than a, a parody of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's a whole nother story because like that at least is not in their world. This is all World of Wonder products. And that's my issue is, is is give me the show and give me the side spinoffs. Don't combine them if they're, if they're not going to be cohesive. Well, it was just a giant advertisement for them. And that's where I just was like, shut the whole thing off. I'm like, no matter who wins, it's not going to be correct. And no matter who loses, it's not going to be correct because they're all losers for doing this challenge because it's going to be awkward. It's going to be cringy. It's just going to be a walking advertisement. So whoever gets, it should have just been a wash. Nobody goes home. You all did mediocre, like, but if you if you wanted to there. surprise me and, and be like, the winner will get created and put put into the show. That's cool. That makes that it have the incentive. Yeah. Yeah. But there, there, this was literally them being props for World of Wonder, and I'm just not here for that. I don't like when that happens. 
But the queens are going to the table to play coloring because they are apparently in kindergarten all episode. <laughs> Ginger thinks this will be fun because this is everything all in one. Character and sewing and, you know, drag, apparently. Raja lets us not forget that the, she won the first design challenge. She can't just have one win be her highlight this season. Kylie says it was awkward that she picked Trinity for who was going home next. We're going to get into that again a little later. But Ginger and Raja said Eureka and Raja um, are even um, with her since they picked each other's name when uh, for the challenge. Trinity, meanwhile, could have lived without knowing people thought she was moody. And then feeling like she's going home next. It's too far. She's starting to doubt herself. Duh, bitch! That's what they're supposed to do. But Eureka and her gold glitter, um, they, they, they're they worried about her boo thing, Trinity. Um, I would love for that to not be forced on us anymore because that's not real romance. Um, but if you get hurt by a dry erase board, she says, you need to figure shit out. Um, T. But I also would be Trinity. I would be hurt by a dry erase board. Fact. That's true. It is true. Mm -hmm. Eureka starts to be the shady queen she is and claims that these girls want her to doubt herself and get her in her head and fuck it up and go home. She calls Trinity a heavy hitter and she is competition. Trinity believes some things Fact. are better left unsaid, like don't run outside and tell Keep your mailman like he think you think he's fine. But anyone who thinks I'm fine, you can please run to me and tell me that. Um, I'm desperate for validation, but what Eureka said, I don't believe is genuine. They're not like that. That was full mind games going on, telling Trinity all that. Because they're, if you're telling me Raja and Kylie and Ginger are playing mind games and trying to fuck with her head, I know. That's some Survivor shit. And we're not playing Survivor, clearly, because season 11 would have been steamrolling this season. <laughs> Someone's shaking their head. What do you have to say, Mike? You, you, you're disagreeing with me again. Oh, yeah. I don't think Eureka has enough forethought to be that kind of manipulative. I'm going to be real Ooh. with you. Then this is, is she, the same is problematic she... queen. Then is she gullible? Is she that naive? I'm sorry? Is she gullible and naive? Why? No, like, I what? think... I just think Eureka just doesn't have that much foresight to, ooh, I could be super manipulative here and like, and do what? Uplift the bitch? Like, it, there's not enough like tactical play going on as everyone's so worried about what the fans are going to say afterwards that they're not going to... I mean, if they were being smart, they should have sent home Trinity last week. Pandora's been doing shit. Keep Pandora yeah, I mean, around. Sure. You're more likely but to be in the top. Absolutely. And that's slaughtered. the game that they're not playing. Um, and that's what's about, yeah. that's my biggest qualm with this season is you could have had major different outcomes all through the season. That The episode Silky went home. If you banded together, formed an alliance, you could have sent Jan home. And season 11 is going to continue floating through. They didn't do it. They could have sent Jan home a second time. They didn't do it. This is season the problem with this format. So they they are they're not playing the reality show game they're playing with their careers and i understand that but it's not interesting so when we get to this point it's expected and that's why there's no drama um but yeah i i, I don't know like 
now we're going to watch Queens pull fabric. Like they're really utilizing this fabric.com wall to make sure people know that they can go to fabric.com to get their fabric for their own looks. At fabric.com. At fabric.com. And if you look at what they created, they're not some of the best fabric. No, no, no. Oh my God. No. Wait, are you sponsored by fabrics.com? I wish. Fabric.com, please sponsor me, fabric.com. How many times can I say fabric.com? I will not be saying their name. Okay, that's fine. Until they until they pay you, I will not be saying their name. Okay, that's fine. I'm not giving them well, free advertising. <laughs> oh yeah, RuPaul does enough of that. But Raja now approaches Rika about <laughs> her saying she thinks she should go home. And now we're gonna watch Eureka backtrack and says she's going off what she thought the group would say. Why? Because in Eureka's opinion, she got the worst critiques in Snatch Game next to Pandora. But Raja reminds her that she was not in the bottom. It was her boo thing, Trinity. So, again, is Eureka pulling shit out of her ass? Has she got no filter? How are we watching the same show? Where did Raja get the worst critiques next to Pandora? I don't know. I, I think it's a very similar excuse that Jan tried to use when she accidentally was eliminated. Thank you. Kyria. <laughs> like amongst the group and Yara and everyone voted for Yara. It's the same excuse. <laughs> yeah, it, it's not a cute look. It makes you look bad. Just, uh, it's, I think well, it's a cop out. I don't want... <laughs> Yeah, it's I want the fans to not hate me because especially Eureka, everybody hates her. It's so easy to hate her. And, oh, and like, I feel like everyone's walking on eggshells like, oh, my God. Oh, I'm trying, girl. I don't I'm just sending you home only because I think everyone else is. No, no, girl, own up to your shit. Mm-hmm. Say this is who I thought was going to go home. And that's why I picked you. Sorry, I didn't think you did a good job. Like if they played with like the, I think you're a big threat. That's why I wanted to send you home. Or I thought you did shit. I'm sending you home. This would be a lot more interesting. And I think, I think the fan base can handle it. I agree. I absolutely agree. Well, Rue arrives and the Queens are playing with scissors. President Ginger Minge has decided to create Tara Lynn Dubois Devereaux Bell Jr. The third, but everyone calls her Tara Bell. She's the southernest Southern Belle there ever was. Um, okay. I like this play on words. It's fun. Groundbreaking. Um, yeah. As someone who is not from the <laughs> South, I'm sure this is what all Southern people are like, right? Especially down in Florida. As someone who is from the South and is from Florida, I'm like just astonished that Ginger Mint has done the same character nine times on Drag Race and hasn't ended up in the bottom for it. Well, I guess technically did this time. Fucking facts. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It, it, it is true. Well, Rue tells President As Ginger someone that who married was... a Southerner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so Rue tells President Ginger that years ago, animation was a way for subversive thinkers to push ideas through under the radar. Is that why I don't like animated series? I don't know. Is Terrabelle subversive? Well, President Ginger doesn't know yet because she hasn't gotten that far in the creation process. Come on, Rue. You left the room five minutes ago. You just walked back in. No, they don't have time to think about their characters yet. (laughs) Trinity, she comes by and she tells Rue that she could have lived without being moody or being told she's going home next. But Rue reminds her that she was in the bottom. So how are you going to win? 
Well, Trinity is going to build that classroom experience into the character. She's going to encourage people to not allow negative situations to get in their way of their ultimate goal. To which RuPaul says, like, sure, but Drag Tots is fun and is a cartoon. Trinity's <laughs> like, what? What, what, what? what are we supposed to do here? I don't understand. You told us to be powerful and meaningful, but now you're telling me not to. RuPaul is making this shit up as he goes to fuck with them. I'm convinced he's not a real person. He is a simulation. <laughs> this whole walkthrough. No, walk room. RuPaul is trying to get another Emmy nomination out of this episode. You know that they are submitting table talk, a pink table talk for the Emmys next year. You absolutely know that's happening. Absolutely. Absolutely. Eureka got a lot of votes and she believes she's a popular gal. <laughs> sure. Um, she has decided that the mini challenge has inspired her to be a villain. Oh boy, that won't end well at all. Eureka hasn't won any challenges and she gets told that every day. Her homework is to make a character that is traditionally unlikable likable well room that's eureka to a t already so i don't think that's going to be possible now listen we all love a good villain not eureka <laughs> i oof, i think eureka has been relatively charming this season but i think it was her time go this episode relatively uh -huh, uh -huh. relative i'm talking about comparatively comparatively okay yes comparatively yes less yes. annoying yes comparatively you take the positive uh, version i'll take the negative yeah, yeah yeah uh the whole concept of people come to like villains after getting to know them for so long not like immediately i just didn't understand her her mindset <laughs> with that approach right like, challenge it, it, like again i as, as, as the listeners know as if you both probably know i've been watching a lot of like the superhero movies i i finished the mcu i finished the dceu um there's a reason why agatha harkness is an incredible villain there's a reason mm -hmm. why loki is an incredible villain because they have these traits that are likable mm -hmm. eureka doesn't have that because it doesn't Maybe. feel genuine <laughs> Because even when she well, is positive, it's not it 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 comes across as forced. Maggie, you were going to say something. Also, we like villains that are campy. We like villains that are campy. We don't necessarily want to see like oh the the villain with a heart. No, we want to see fucking Catherine Hahn singing us a theme song that's just fucking hysterical. We want to see. Ursula with that's modeled after divine like that's what we want to see and so when right. she's like oh yeah. make it a villain with heart like go fuck yourself RuPaul nobody cares about a villain with heart we want a villain who's so comically obnoxious and that's and that's and that was like, the problem and like I oh, maybe right. we should blame Ru for what Eureka ultimately does but I just don't think this was the challenge to make a villain it was not what was asked for no RuPaul just created an entire cognitive a cognitive dissonance in the room during this whole walkthrough. I swear, upcoming interaction he has with Raja, I was like, what is happening? Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, let's talk about Kylie, who joins Rue and is praised for her dolly during Snatch Game. Kylie just went with it and she had nothing to lose. She didn't have time to be nervous. She has what it takes to go to the top. 
Kylie will be creating misbehave as a play on words, and she teaches you how to be fierce and has a magical drag bag as one does. Okay, that's all we're going to get from Kylie. Great, cool. Raja now. Ooh, ooh, um, She is the purple queen. Purple became her signature color when she told Jan to fuck off. No, 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 I kid. Um, it was when she left season 11. Um, she was inspired by um, the j- Jacaranda's tree. I didn't know that was the name of the tree. Good for you. The more you know. That's that educational. RuPaul's Drag Race, educational. Teaching the kids every day. Um, the character she is creating is Queen Simi. Rue keeps thinking <laughs> semen. Wishful thinking, RuPaul. Wishful thinking. So Rue was like, change the name, bitch, because it don't roll off the tongue like Mexicatessant. Mexicatessant. I um, am not sure I've ever seen or heard of a Mexicatessant. Maybe it's like an LA thing. I don't know. But um, Mexicatessant not. is not, maybe it's not the word that I want to say all the time. Mexicatessant. <laughs> Mexicatessant. <laughs> Do we think RuPaul might have been high? 100 percent and i was when i was watching it and oh dear <laughs> god I, I was in tears <laughs> so no one knows when mexican tests in here on this podcast i would assume no. it's like a mexican delicatessen so like a delicatessen that happens to be mexican who wants to bet the next drag con will feature a mexican tessin booth <laughs> or like a drag child named Mexicatessant. Please welcome the stage, Mexicatessant. <laughs> um, yeah, so for Raja, it's time to start from scratch. But girl, it's a name. Why are you starting from scratch? This is when I started to get very confused by this whole storyline. Why? What are we doing? The girls continue to sew in the costume factory. Everyone wants to be in the top four. And you can tell there's a little bit of tension. Trinity has figured out how not to take the challenge too seriously. So she's going to be fierce Felicia the feline. Come on, Pink Panther realness. Let's get sickening. She's going to be fun, flirty, and a catwalk instructor. So here is my question. And I need you both to get me the answer. Where did she get a fucking pool noodle? Does Fabric.com have pool noodles? There was a pool noodle. That's how she got her tail. Where did the pool noodle come from? Maybe someone used it. Did they pull an... What were you going to say? I was going to say, did they pull an All-Stars 3 and give them like $50 and had a PA go run to... Um, target like they did for the finale with the top four because I mean that's the only way the bitch got her pool noodle. I mean we'll, we're going to get to other people who got random things that you're like where the hell did this come from but there was a pool noodle so if anyone can tell me the mystery of the pool noodle I want to know because that was a very specific item because you're not bringing a pool noodle drag race and it's not like one of those found item projects so you're, it's, it's not in the room and it wasn't like even a blue pool noodle that was left over from the blue ball like 
where did the pool noodle come from? Maybe there was a cut mini challenge. Maybe. Maybe. Well, Eureka, she is on the ground trying to work on her garment and she is just roly poly oly. Um, she also thinks what she's doing is fashion challenge. Girl, you're dead wrong. This isn't a fashion challenge. It's a design challenge. It's a sewing challenge, not fashion. And that is going to literally haunt you soon. She's decided she's going to make a gown with a six foot train and bring the drama. Um, so do you remember Silky Nutmeg Ganache in the Queens Everywhere video? That's Eureka now. No. Um, Eureka cannot <laughs> get up and ground. neither could Silky. She needed the backup dancers to help her up. Oh, what a terrible one shot. Whoever allowed her to do that, terrible, terrible. Whoever allowed them to air that one shot music video, it was the terrible, terrible. No, it was it was good, except for Silky and and Vanjie. 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 It was so bad. Vanjie was the worst. You leave Gilbert Gottfried alone. Yeah. Um, in a case of bad editing, we are being misguided that Raja is going to do poorly as she is in a weird headspace, trying to rethink her character. She's stressed and feeling low. If only this was her goodbye episode. But alas, it's just a misdirection. Kylie is no, creating the editing course. was feeling their Go ahead. Editing was feeling their fucking oats this week. Uh, let me tell you, the minute I saw Raja's doing so poorly and Eureka's doing well, I'm like, oh, they're fucking feeling themselves right now. They're giving us a whole <laughs> narrative about an underdog oh, yeah. bullshit. I'm like, That's what true. is this fucking bull? I'm like, they were feeling it. So it, it was yeah. a fever dream of editing this week. <laughs> yeah. So Kylie yeah. is creating the coolest witch you've ever met, but her sewing machine is not the coolest bitch she's ever met. Um, she's not a sewing wizard. Um, so she goes over to Eureka to check her sewing machine and the settings. And at this point, Misbehave is going to have no clothes on, which is basically what kind of Kylie has done all season, which is not a bad thing when you look that fucking good. Um, but girl, it's a sewing machine. But they purposely give you shitty ones, according to Miss Honey Davenport, which we, she disclosed on the podcast before. Um. I, this is my second podcast of the day. I'm releasing them out of order. But Drag Race Holland just had a uh, sewing challenge and also had a plot line of a sewing machine not working. Can we stop with this plot line and just give them good machines? Let the, If you're a bad sewer, you're not going to create anything good. Just let them all work properly and give them what you want on the runway. It's not fair at this point. It's unnecessary drama. It's like the lottery of who gets the bad sewing machine. But then the judges will well, actually have they... to judge things. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. And like also, if they do that, RuPaul gets less money at the end. So That's why fair. would they give them good things when Ru would get less when she wants more? <laughs> well, the funny, the funny thing is um, the, the winner of the Drag Race Holland uh, Maxi Challenge, they won a sewing machine as their prize. So it's also, not like they don't um, have access to them. Also, like it, they just happen to have like the best sewing machine in the challenge. And, you know, they were the makeup artists for season one for Fred Van Leer. You know, well, that's a whole different story. Listen, my Drag Race <laughs> Holland uh, recap later. 
Um, Ginger does note that there is drama in the workroom. It's severe up in here. Um, some of the girls are feeling the pressure, but she knows what it's like to make it to the end. It's now elimination day. Is early Once. in the workroom. Yeah, runs. It's probably like 8 a.m. call time, but um, their family schedule must be whack. Trinity is feeling confident about her character. It's funny. And then Kylie knocks over the mirror, and that's a precursor to her day. Misbehaves ensemble is not done, so she needs some magic powers. If if you if she broke the mirror, do you think she would have had like bad luck? Do you believe in that stuff? Hmm. I think it would have been a fun editing moment and God. <laughs> but no, I don't believe in that stuff. No. Mikey, do you? Um, I mean, I believe in it, but I feel like, I feel like she was fine. They, were, they, are, they had missed their one chance to ever send her home. I think she's in mm-hmm. until the end. So, yep. eh, I don't know. I just, eh, it was a weird moment. It, like I said, editing was feeling themselves this week. They were just trying to throw it all in. I, I, it was a lot from editing. Yeah. Raja is not sure she's in a better place, but she has called her uh, drag tot, I see a queen. Does that roll off the tongue like Mexican Tessin? I see you, queen. Yeah, I guess. Do you think... <laughs> Do you think she would have had more credibility if she just named her drag top Mexican contestant? I would have loved it. No. I would have loved it. No, absolutely not. Why not? Whatever. Fine. Ginger is now not. feeling Ginger is feeling the pressure in this challenge because she doesn't want to stumble and fall in the last second, being so close to the crown. Trinity wouldn't have felt as much pressure if they didn't play that game and if the walkthrough didn't go as poorly. You just want to impress RuPaul. Eureka's now feeling the pressure because she wants to win a challenge and she has only been safe. She came back to All-Star 6 because she wanted to win. She's never won um, a pageant um, or drag race or life in general. Girl, I feel that. I just want to win a twink, (laughs) but I can't get that either. Not everyone gets what they want. Oh, it doesn't pay out that well, you know? No, I just want a twink. Why is that so hard to have? <sighs> You're both judging me. It's fine. I get it. <laughs> I, I just, I can't give therapy advice right now. I'm off the clock. So that's uh-huh. why I'm going to. You're just both happily partnered and living in houses and have your life all picked out for you and ready to go. And I'm an old man and I'm going to be alone forever. It's fine. I get it. Cool. Not everyone can have it all, Michael. I know. Um, especially not me. <laughs> <laughs> it's fair. It's fair. I'm currently living in the money pit, so I don't know if you're really oh, if you're really be looking up to that. <laughs> oh. Oh, we just fixed our roof. Oh. oh no. Real 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 life problems to deal with. Marley. Yeah, I had to call a plumber <laughs> yesterday. Yikes. <laughs> I'm recording this in my mom's basement (laughs) and I'm 34 years old oh what is my life thanks COVID anyway Eureka says that she may not be your idea of being on top but it's time for people like her to be on top what do you think of this statement 
This was also brought to the Twitterverse via Raja about the idea of it's time for a blank to win mentality. Eureka topping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But what do you what do you what do you think about the mentality of the fandom being like it's time for a blank to win this season? Um, I think it. But comes like with you, with... go on. You you first. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there's. I think there's a weird delay on my mic, and I'm sorry to all y'all in here and listening and everything. <laughs> but I, I, I just like what are we like Eureka? What like what are we? it's time for a what to win a racist because i i mean eureka's had that moniker um because it's not a big girl because we already had Lawrence cheney so i don't know what she means by this well technically they had not seen that season so they didn't know about Lawrence cheney yet um yeah but no i i i I think that's the thing is is they, they filmed last summer and um this and that didn't film uh release until january so they they hadn't Lawrence hadn't seen Lawrence hadn't won before Eureka made that statement. Yeah. Time Got lines. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um no, I mean I I, I like the, the narrative is that it's gonna be a big girl winner, it's gonna be a um a trans winner. That's what the fan base is saying. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, it's not necessarily a good thing, but it's a thing, it's it's out there. And, also and what Selena Mekinosh is saying in an interview, she's saying even the cast themselves are self-producing a top three. Uh, Correct. And 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 it is problematic. And that's it is what it is. Like you, you can say that she deserved to go and didn't deserve to ho- go home, but Scarlet was doing really well. And I don't think the cast as a whole would have wanted Scarlet to win. Because what according to what Silky said, according to what Silky said, neither Scarlett or Jan had a place in the top four at all. So, right, and I that to me is not interesting. Anyway, like interesting. (laughs) Raja asks if they remember anything from being a toddler. Kylie shares that her mom had a yellow dress and she used to pretend to be Diana Ross. Eureka would wear her mom's negligees and she'd get mad. I mean, fair. If you stretch them out, I understand. What were what were you two like as toddlers? <laughs> you first, Mikey. A nightmare. Not surprised. I can I can understand that one. Uh, I was needy. Wow. I... <laughs> you were uh, you you needy. I'm not surprised about that one either. I was an angel. <laughs> I was an angel. I mean, you all probably saw my um, horsey, me on a horsey picture. Don't I look so cute? Oh, horsey. Yeah, yeah. Um, Raja then tells us that she found her grandfather's porn and discussed about rewinding the tape back to the same spot where it was the hard part. Do you remember the tape rewinder machines? Uh, yes, and I also remember breaking multiple VHS tapes. Like, remember you had to, like, be kind, please rewind before you brought it back to Blockbuster? I had a car one. I had a car one that we had to, that you put it in, and it never worked. Oh, but there, there were definitely times when I would go back to Blockbuster and not have those tapes rewound. I'm like, fuck you, I don't care. <laughs> Kylie is literally still sewing without a face on. Uh, she's sewing and gluing and 
where the hell did she get a broom? We got a pool noodle. Now we got a broom. Please tell me where these items are coming from. The broom, the book. I, 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 Kylie's. But you know what she's missing? You know what she's missing? She's missing a drag bag. (laughs) Where are these items coming from? I need someone to please tell me. No ideas? None? Target. Target. (laughs) Target. All I know is the right. broom was like a full-on like like stage it was, prop. It was because it stood on its own. Like she did not yeah. make that happen. That was like a no, prop from like not. that was a prop from a set from like ten years ago. Yeah. Are we ready to move on over to the runway? Meh. Okay. Well, Rue Paul struts out in a blue fringe thing. Oh wait, my bad. She's just literally trying to vogue and looked like a sloppy white boy at a circuit party. No, 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 no. What the fuck was that? Oh, Laomi Maldonado probably just was like screaming at her television screen. No, <laughs> no. I. I, I can't that imagine Ruda's, Yeah, I, I can't imagine Ruda's know how to Vogue or I, what it was not good. Like if I were any of the editors or producers in that room, I would have said, hey Ru, can we take that back and do it again? Except this time don't Vogue. Just walk. Yeah. Just walk. yeah, it was not good. But Michelle is joined by Ross Matthews and Arancha Castilla La Mancha as Hannah Montana, aka Charlie XCX. Jeez, Let's go, Vroom Vroom Lip Sync. <sighs> Rest in peace. Um, oh. I what? Just, Which I... part of it? Which part are we doing? Charlie XCX. Which... Uh, you don't like Charlie? <laughs> no, boring. Can we kick him out of the Zoom? Are you fucking kidding? Wow. That's so like, homophobic. Sorry about so like it. You have, so you haven't listened to like two, two albums. So you haven't listened to the past three albums. It's okay. So you stopped listening back when it was still not good. It's fine. But from 2016 on, you haven't had taste. And that's just something you'll have to face. <laughs> wow. I'm feeling very attacked right now. You're allowed to feel things, but like I don't just, know another homosexual. <laughs> I, I don't know another homosexual that doesn't like Charlie XCX. Like, not a lie. Uh, but I got lots of opinions, and I can give them all yeah. to you after this thing's recorded. Some of them are not so great. Oh, some of them are well, safe for the podcast. He's like, he's like, well, I, he's like, he, um, no, y'all aren't ready for found. Ariana. <laughs> Well, speaking of things that are bad, um, Latrice and Bianca's cartoon characters are on the side, and the audio of them are horrid. Um, Did Bianca record her lines in a broom closet? The the, the echo was so bad. Like, I wish the conspiracy could have been, like, she recorded those the day she came in for the fake um, lip sync assassin, but she wouldn't have been able to say some of these lines unless this was pre-recorded, but... Can can I, I can I stop know. you there? I wish the elephant in the room was the editing and the audio equipment itself. No, it's just the fact that they aren't voice actors. They they were awful. Like yeah, <laughs> like they are not. Get voice those actors. tops away from my face. 
<laughs> well, the category yeah. is Drag Tots. And in honor of the category, we are going to play Drag Thought or Drag Not. Okay. Come on, puns. Let's get sickening. Are you ready to do it? All right. Yes. Okay. First up is Trinity K. Bonet is fierce for Leisha the Feline. It's a cat suit, but she elevated it by adding fur. Um, it may not be the cleanest look, but it's one of, if not the most interesting entry on the runway, in my opinion. Um, mm. Her beat is very simple, and the inclusion of the subtle pink is helpful for the character. I do wish she had pink hair. Um, I think the character was well thought out, but if they're looking for something more inspirational, it wasn't that. Um, she could have shredded the catwalk a bit more for variety during the voiceover, but I thought it was good. I, I would have given her the win personally. I, I also thought she was a close second uh, when it came to this week. Uh, I really liked her. I really liked her look. I, I, I was perplexed by her dedication to keep her mouth incredibly still. <laughs> like she didn't emote at all. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it was really good. Um, I just didn't really connect with the character itself. It was like, there wasn't much there. Yeah, and I think, I really think it goes back to Rue explaining the challenge because it, it it was all over the place, what they were looking for. Uh, yes, I concur. Yeah. Mikey, what are your thoughts? Yeah, um, Okay. Let me collect myself for this one. Um, I love Trinity. Mm -hmm. I did not love this. Um, and I think that's because RuPaul was all over the place. He told her to just have fun with it and then told other people, there's no meaning behind what you're saying. Yeah. So it was exactly what RuPaul said. He said it was just do fun. But when you put it up against people who had more... Uh, of the brief that Trinity did not receive, I felt like there was some rigor morris going on to set her up for failure. I agree. I fully agree. Um, Michelle was pleasantly surprised. She performed without overdoing it. Ross says it was smart to choose a character like a cat because it gave her motivation for her movements. Charlie is obsessed with her outfit, calling it Cyber Raver. She would wear it on stage. I will give this look a drag thought. I too will give it a five. I like Trinity. And Mikey? Can I give it in, in the middle? Nope. Drag thought, drag not. <laughs> it's going to have to be a no from me, dog, then. Because, like, right. no. It just the, it was, the audience uh, was know. 76%. I'm just, maybe I'm too picky. Nate, I think you are. The audience was 76% <laughs> drag thought, 24% drag not. Next up is Ginger Minj's Terrabelle. I love the colors. The pink and the blue sequin work well together. The silhouette is very charming and very Southern. The hair is just right. Where did she get a fucking parasol? Um, I wish she did something more <laughs> with the makeup. Either go full Ginger or full cartoon because the middle ground was not enough. That being said, she's an actress and acted the fuck out of her voiceover. The character does seem the most suited for drag tots. And you know what? The power of communication is so important. Ghosting is bad. So this is where I I don't fully agree. Okay, so I really love the garment. The garment was like awesome. I was like, I was kind of like, uh, it was kind of like one of my favorites of the week. 
probably like probably if not my favorite garment of the week i was actually really impressed that ginger made it the voiceover i felt it was completely inappropriate for the challenge uh, it just uh, like it it just it just it didn't really feel like she made a character it kind of just felt like she was herself like it was literally just ginger minge and i also, mean if, like, you, if you have seen the show they're literally mostly all playing themselves so yeah yeah i don't know it was just it was confusing i just that's fair i, I yeah <laughs> mikey what do you think yeah i i thought it was a well-constructed outfit um i didn't necessarily love it it was just very like cookie cutter southerner like look at we're southern mm. yeehaw like it's the same shit she's given us for the past how many years has she been a part of the franchise like meh all right that's fair Michelle reminds her this is a design challenge and it was perfect for the spoiled brat. Charlie wants the parasol of poise. Ross says she had a great cadence of, to her story. And Rue says that a play on words or portmanteau is how our tribe got through life. Thank you for the wise wisdom words from Rue. <laughs> Whatever. I'll give it a drag thought. I enjoyed her performance. I enjoyed the look. Even though it is a little bit redundant, she knows her brand and it's working. I'll give it a drag thought. Um, I'll just say she did the exact same thing as Eureka did this week. We just didn't get an entire storyline about it. Like her character was also a villain. We just didn't get a 20 minute storyline about it. Sure. That's fair. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I'm not sure if she was full villain. I would have called her more like Elmira from like um, uh, um, Tiny Toons, yeah. where she's like the brat. She's not a villain. Yeah, she's just I a guess, brat. I guess. Mikey, where are you going? Drag thought, drag not. Um, I guess it was a well-constructed outfit. I'll give her a, a thought. Audience, 84% drag thought, 16% drag not. Raja O'Hara, as I see a queen. Well, she's very purple, and is it just me, or is this just a cosplay of Garnet from Steven Universe? Um... It's a cat suit with a purple dress over it. Sure, she covered the heels as well, but this is so incredibly simple. This is a walk around look. Raja does Raja and that's all she can do. I do not want to see them with those hands. The googly eyes are scary. Her message was very bland. I, I, I'm, I'm not here for it. I just, I, I'm not buying Raja anymore. I, if, you, if you want to say that Ginger's doing the same thing, how many times have we seen Raja wear pants? I understand. No, um, I, it wasn't. Together, it's the same. I definitely uh, would say that I do agree that Raja's silhouette has been repetitive, even though I uh, I like what she's been bringing. However, I do think if I look at everyone this week, I think she was the only one that was a clear winner, because um, her her character read as a cartoon. Like she looked like the purple minion. <laughs> like when no, I mean it, it did. I mean I made the reference to um, Garnet from Steven Universe. It, that yeah, literally yeah. is what it was. So um, for I me, that wasn't original. Yeah, I feel that. I feel like it could be that. Um, I don't know. I, I I personally, I wasn't blown away by any garment this look, but I think it's just because all of the fabric and every single garment looked incredibly cheap. Yes. Um, 
and like I'm just gonna say it all like out off the bat like poor Kylie that entire uh, just no <laughs> Mikey your thoughts on Raja so I think like you said we've seen a lot of pants looks from her let's just get some versatility here um and honestly like it was okay it was the only clear concept out of all of them and i guess that was the brief but overall it just i don't know this just challenge just wasn't for me i i i think that it was just weird ad for them for the show and i'm just not laugh loving it the last time that the, the brief for a challenge was this confusing was like the political challenge in season four when no one knew whether it was serious or funny or like that's kind of what it Maybe, felt like. <laughs> let, let's go back. No, let's go this season in um, the Pink Table Talk because you had yeah. some queens go campy thinking it was a parody challenge and that's what literally sent Scarlet home. So it, I... I I don't know what they're looking for right now. I, that's why I, I keep saying the show is looking for Emmy bait. And this is just another example of Emmy bait. And it's not helping the contestants grow their drag. Yeah. Rue says Raja is beautiful and a superstar. Michelle learned that purple is her thing and she wears it well. And she loves the disco dress over the cat suit. Charlie says her movement was sexy and sleek and slinky and gave her groove. I know I'm the minority here, but I'm going to give it a drag, drag not. I'm going to give it a drag thought. I liked it. <laughs> I'll put it in the middle. Like, no. oh, like he won't oh, let me do the no. middle. He said, Fuck. He said no. Um, <laughs> you can soft talk one of it, like, but you can. What? Can I like oh, fucking a? I just I'm going to have to give it a not then because like you won't let me do the middle. <laughs> That's fine. The audience was 80% drag thought. Anyway. <laughs> 80% drag thought, 20% drag not. Oh, Eureka, Alexandria McQueen. Insert Lady Elena joke right here. Um, I'm sorry, but a cowl neck makes you look like you have a fucking beard on. Um, <laughs> it's one fabric all over their bo- her body. Yes, she knows how to work with proportions, but I'm bored of it. There's nothing interesting in the look. And her story is the wrong direction for this challenge. Doodoo heads? Doodoo heads? Yeah. No. Yeah. It definitely didn't seem like a character that fit in the like that fit in the show, even though I haven't seen it. It didn't really it just didn't feel right. like it fit. Um I I think I definitely at in some at some parts of the garment I was impressed, but overall I really hated the headpiece. It like really mm-hmm. like it really read as costume foam. Yeah. Like, and that's what it was. Um, oh, it's definitely Game of Thrones. The, yeah. This uh, top, top bad rest of it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Mikey? Yeah, it was kind of a giant, giant mess. I, I, I mean, I want Cersei to know it was me, but not if Eureka's <laughs> delivering the message. Right. <laughs> exactly. Michelle loves a villain and thinks the dress is beautiful and commends her for making a gown. She wanted her to go bigger with her body movements. Ross says the fabric was perfect and loves how she tied in her makeup with her gown. He says she did a good job making fun of herself. 
So clearly we're how watching a different television show. Makeup. How did she tie in her makeup? I'm just so It was confused. blue. She had blue eyeshadow. I don't know. Um it, it, it's a drag knot for me. No, 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 no. Mikey, where are you going? Don't you say say middle. I mean, is it is it is it fitting the brief? No. Was it a high fashion look? No. Was I entertained by it? No. Do I oddly feel some sort of weird way about it that I might give it a thought? Possibly. So I'm gonna just have here to, to do like a very soft thought. You're just here to piss me off. I get it. I see. I see how this podcast is going. Sure am. Well, the audience: thirty-seven percent drag, drag thought, sixty-three percent drag not. And finally, we have Kylie Sunuik Love as Misbehave. It's a very classic witch look. Um, if we're going for a silhouette that she hasn't worn this season, this is it. It's something new, and that should be applauded in this challenge. If you did notice, when she took the dress off, she did have a cat suit on. So there was a reveal that she needed it. Um, I think she is still sexy while wearing the most clothes all season. I do love the sleeves. The book and the broom were cool props, but where is that drag bag she was talking about? Um, mm-hmm. I would have loved to see her have a bit more whimsy in her makeup. This was her chance to have fun. Um, she did okay with the voiceover, um, but she really could have made this a moment to push herself out of her um, box. So yeah. it could have been more. I will say Kylie's look is my least favorite of the week. Like Kylie's whole situation is my least favorite of the week and like the reason why i point out the props is it definitely feels like production knew how little she had and they wanted to give her something to help yeah. cover it up uh because as as you see her walk in with the book she's constantly covering all the hymns of her of her <laughs> of her you know of her garment and i'm like i'm like clearly they don't want us to see something that's directly in the middle front of her garment yeah. and you don't see it the whole whole time um she also has the worst fabric on the runway like it's it, it's not flattering um but i do think she looks beautiful um but i would say her makeup is incredibly underwhelming like it, it like it, it, what happens is what happened like the, yeah. we saw it <laughs> mikey thoughts on kylie so I think that with regards to Miss Kylie, it was very basic. It was a witch. I mean, it was the most clothes she worn. So, I mean, I guess if that's something new and unique, then good for her. I, I, I don't know. It just was, it just was weird. This whole challenge was just weird. I don't understand I RuPaul. I don't understand the choices he makes. Like, like, sis, Miss RuPaul, you wanted to advertise your show. You got it. But, I mean, at least have the winner get, like, a mention on the show or, like, an adventure on the show or something. Like, an it episode. was the most misplaced like... episode. Yeah. Well, Charlie says she put a spell on her and the way she moved across the stage, it was like she was floating. Ross loves the bow in the back. Michelle was excited that she was a proper witch and she could have taken it up on a few lines. I like the look. I'll give it a drag thought. I'm going to give it a not. Drag's not. I'll have to give it a not too. The audience, 78% drag thought, 22% drag not. 
Rue decides that Raja is the winner of the week. She will win a cash prize of $5,000. So if you're not in the top, you're all in the bottom. So that's <laughs> Kylie, Eureka, Ginger, and Trinity. I, I've been vocal about this in all the All-Star seasons, about the inconsistency of how the bottom works, because if it's not a consistent bottom mm-hmm. two, track record really does not play out properly because no, not everyone here is an, a legit bottom. Um, but that's how the rules of the game work. So we'll see how, if that will play out later on in the season. Um, but we're going to go into the workroom for some deliberations. Raja has won her second challenge and you're going to see her in the top four. Raja mm-hmm. didn't expect it, but she is overwhelmed. Pow, 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 pow. Trinity says they're not in the bottom. She just has to make a choice. So again, going back to this, you're not a top or bottom. Eureka tries to say that it's hard because they've all worked hard, but Trinity is like, you got to do what you got to do. So stop making excuses, girl. Raja has the power to decide who is going to the top four. Her eyes are on the prize. Raja has her eyes on Kylie and tells her it's a hard decision as she has to weigh everything from track record to personal relationship. Kylie tells her that for her, it's between Trinity, who has been in the bottom the most, and Eureka, who hasn't won anything at all she hopes that raja has seen the hard work she's done and how she makes it fucking happen she went home fourth 11 years ago she has so much to prove and show kylie's pitch here is not great but she's also not wrong i think with like a little bit of analyzing the pitch falls apart (laughs) like like, agree (laughs) because <laughs> like, i feel like i because I, I feel like the, the bottom two of the week are kylie and eureka and it's like very clear like that's why that's why the whole everyone in the bottom thing makes me angry because trinity is nowhere near the bottom in my right opinion. And, but again that makes her her, yeah. her third bottom appearance yeah based solely on what rupaul says yeah which is frustrating it yeah Eureka Point Blank asks Ginger and Trinity if they think she should go home, and there is a silence and a delayed response from Trinity that she doesn't like this. Ginger is hounded, and she doesn't know. Oh, my God. Like, I understand what you're doing here, Eureka, but did you expect them to give you that answer you're looking for? Yeah. (laughs) Like, that is alarms in your head. Like, they gave you the answer. You just didn't hear it by name. Like never could I have been done that. Like that that takes balls. Eureka says that she's done consistent and her track record stands that she's never been in the bottom. But girl, you are there. Trinity asks her who should go home, and then says it's either her, Trinity, or uh, Kylie. Eureka then starts crying that she's tired of being almost there. I get it. My life too. It's it's a thing. But it's life. It's reality. You're gonna gotta fight for it. She's not fighting. Kylie then in, checks in her book to, for a sign, and the pussycat page just happens to come out. Um, as Eureka says, if it saves her, fine. Way to throw your boo thing under the bus. Right. Trinity praises Raja as she hoped she would get another win. She compares herself to her as they both have grown since they have walked into the workroom. Raja is telling her she has to think endgame, but Trinity is a threat to her. Okay, that's real talk. Finally, someone in the top is thinking about let's Manila the situation. 
Did you think Raja would have sent Trinity home? Was there ever a world in which that could have happened? Uh, well, we still don't know if that is a world or not, because we don't know who Raja voted for this week. No, yes, we do. We know who Raja voted for. We don't know who Eureka voted for. That's correct. That's correct. We don't know who Eureka voted for. My apologies. Um, no, uh, I don't think there was a world where that existed. I think that, uh, I, I don't know. I, w- I wouldn't have considered sending Trinity home. I would have considered sending Ginger home if I was thinking that way. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Ginger tells, yeah, go ahead. No, I mean, I think especially at this point in this um, this game, Ginger is clearly favorited by production, favorited by editing. Now it's time to Manila the bitch. All right, bitch, you got pretty far. Get your ass mm-hmm. home. Like, sorry, this is your, you're not the top, you're in the bottom. Bye, Felicia. Get out of here because I yeah. want to win. And yo ass cannot be there. Yeah, Ginger does like tell Raja. Shocking. Yeah, Ginger tells Raja that the way they've been voting, it's heavily based on track record. And when it comes to her, she's won two and won two mini challenges. Raja does say that everyone's track record is fucked up at this point, And Ginger just can't get a good read on what Raja's feeling. In her mind, she is her biggest competition, as we just alluded to. Ginger then reminds Kylie and Trinity that she saved both of them when they were in the bottom. If it is splitting hair, she tells Kylie that she was given a negative critique. And now Kylie doesn't know what to think tonight because she doesn't think she's worthy of going home. Eureka is still convinced that her track record is really good. Get it in your doo-doo head that you didn't deserve some of your placements. I'm going to continue to fall on that sword. But we, mm-hmm. you are contractually obligated to get here. Um, as, as we know that there was some contraction con, uh, contract when it came to season 10. Um, that's the rumor, and I fully believe that's the case here. But Eureka won't tear her other competitors down to save herself, so she decides to whine about it. This was not a great look for Eureka this entire episode. I don't know. I just, I don't know. It wasn't cute. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. It wasn't all. It wasn't like completely damning, but it kind of came out of a field for the season. Like it, we didn't see her complaining at all until this episode <laughs> yeah because she's finally under pressure and you know in a way it's like thank god she was under pressure earlier because we would have heard this all season oh yeah it almost almost makes it seem like she was coasting up until now yeah well guess what raja is wearing more purple remember last season when a queen tried to brand her colors and got red for it apparently purple's a fine color but yellow orange and red are not Hey, people like purple. Um, poor Tina. I'm sorry. Like, those colors are great, but I mean, the garments weren't. <laughs> um, also, I'm just going to say it. The gray wig on Raja, not not a pretty look. Not cute. Ooh, I did not like it. That was thirsty. It wasn't my fave. <laughs> it is time to meet the lip sync assassin wearing the best costume from an assassin this season. It's season 10's Cameron Michaels. Is she the trade of the season? <laughs> I'm going to say it now. And when we get to one text, I'll say it again. Look at her having more personality in two lines than she did all of season 10. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Charlie XCX is here. And guess what? It's time for a Charlie song. Is it going to be Vroom Vroom? No. 
because that would be perfect for two dancers. No, no, we're doing Boom Clap. Excellent song, great song, not a lip sync song. I what a waste of a moment. My boyfriend um, and I, <laughs> so sad. Yeah, um, Cameron twirled in her skirt and there was a lot of pointing. I want to do. I want to ask a question. Did Raja throw this? It's hard to say because the the camera was on Cameron most of the lip sync, but I we didn't see anything from Raja really. What did she do? I think it's absolutely preposterous to say that given the chance to win ten thousand dollars, someone would throw it away in any circumstance when that person allegedly spent less than two thousand dollars to come onto the season. So. No, editing just favored the winner. I don't think she liked the song, though. I don't think she vibed with it. Nor, I don't think, and I also think the edit was true. I don't think she was prepared to win this week. That's fair. Yeah. Like, why, why would anyone throw away $10,000? Like, Because dumb. in a game where the jury may come back and vote again, like we saw in All-Stars 3, you don't want to ruffle feathers this late in the game. You never know. I don't know. If you only if you only spent two thousand and you can make ten thousand, uh, listen. The three of us who need money, I understand that she she's gonna make her all star <laughs> tour money soon. So, listen, this was such a waste of a Charlie in the room and Cameron on stage moment. Um, I, I boom clap is by far the most mainstream charlie xcx song i understand yeah. wanting to do that for the mainstream audience but it just didn't do anyone a service i've compared it to what they did to kennedy with fancy um mm -hmm. but it's not necessarily the same um in the end it is cameron getting the win because this will be dramatic Cameron reveals that the group has chosen Eureka to get the chop. Season 10 says sending. Season 10 says home. Eureka is not happy. She is sad. She tries to tell herself it's about growth, but she wants the journey to the crown. We go to the workroom, whereas 15 minutes later, what? That, that's different. 15 minutes later, this room message tells her that she has to prepare for the lip sync for her life. She has to report to the main stage. She's clocking right back in. Any thoughts on this final moment of Cameron sending Eureka home? Uh oh, someone's laughing. <laughs> I'll let I'll let Mikey go first. <laughs> so I think ugh, fucking a. I don't know. Cameron was all mopey like a fucking sad <laughs> pelican on fucking Twitter. Which we'll get, to, we'll, get like, we'll get to, don't worry, we'll get to it. Like, I don't know, this whole moment was just dumb. Like, this whole thing was just dumb. Like, Homegirl just needs to calm down. And like, I don't know, I'm just, I'm just so checked out from this. It's so long. And like, I have zero emotional attachment to Eureka. So her leaving, fine, bye. I agree. There's a how lot I of emotion for Boom Clap. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk about Untucked a little bit. Raja has two wins and she has solidified her spot in the top four, or so she thinks. This will determine who the final four will actually be. Eureka doesn't feel safe. Trinity is feeling in the gutter, but don't underestimate the TKB. 
Eureka says Raja's win is empowering because she was struggling. When Raja comes out, it's incredible because she is a special person. Again, I'm not connecting with Eureka. So when she says things like this, it doesn't feel genuine. I know it's from her heart, but it's it, I don't have that connection. Trinity apologizes for being moody about being called moody in the mini challenge. Apparently, that's not what bothered her. What bothered her was that Ginger said she'd send her home, but Ginger didn't say that. Remember when I told you to remember something before? Put a pin on it. Bloop! Kylie said it. And Eureka said Raja. And then Trinity realizes, oh, fuck. I said myself. Roll the footage. Why would you say yourself? She didn't want to cause any drama. She literally had a little confessional right before. She said, I don't want to stir the pie. And she wrote her name on but the But it's board. just so funny that she actually didn't remember it. That yeah, was like also, really none of your competitors care. Yeah, now, all your competitors are just stirring the pot. So why are you not going to stir it? Ugh, Look, a. she's in denial about how she's moody. Clearly, she is. <laughs> yeah. Well, Kylie and Trinity chat about the mini challenge and says that she and Eureka are sensitive and understands why that hurt her feelings. Trinity has been trying to stay positive because, as much as she's trying not to be negative, it's a shining a light on the bad things. So why did Kylie say Trinity? She don't want to talk about it. She thought she would go home because she had been in the bottom. I mean, she even fucking said it to you. So why are you mad at her now? Like, I, what, what, why are we doing this? Kylie had to put somebody and she wasn't going to put herself. It's not why they call you. It's what you answer to. Fine. Ginger and Eureka are outside smoking because that's what they do. And Ginger says she wasn't going to let sewing throw her this season. Eureka hates falling short and feels like she hasn't. She was praying to her mom and she has been unapologetically Eureka this season. She tells Ginger that they are both fierce big girls and that Ginger is one of her heroes, which seems to be a trend this season that everyone has a hero of somebody else. Ginger says it's been an honor and a privilege to represent with Eureka since they are so different. Ginger is glad that this competition has brought them closer. Eureka calls Ginger her big sister. She wants to see succeed. Are we now done with the stigma that big girls have to compete against each other? Can there only be one big girl? Can there be multiple big girls? Or is this the Silky narrative that she was talking about in her interviews? No, I call bullshit because Silky talked about this shit. They only wanted one big girl in the top four. <laughs> so, like, yeah. why, why did it get to this point then? Or is it because Rue knew and they're not going to um, let Eureka go early? Because Eureka makes good television or some shit. I don't know. I think Is they've allowed her to though? coast. Did she? This, I mean, this season they had her in fucking so much editing and failed to put Pandora on the screen, but sure. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's I don't know if she came out better than she entered. I think the anticipation uh, like was for her to be consistent and like I guess gain a late stage win and it just happened. Yeah. Because like she is consistent. I think that's like the number one thing that can be positively said about her is she is consistent. It's just whether or not that meets the challenge. Sure. Like we're back in the workroom and bubbly barefoot bottles are back because sponsorship. Eureka had fun with the mini challenge, she says. And Lord, is there literally anything else to discuss besides goddamn fucking mini challenge? Um, this is maybe a reason why we shouldn't do Untuck for All Stars anymore. Um, 
Ginger says they enjoyed the reactions from Eureka when her name was called. So they all just started to write her name. And Eureka's like, nah, that's how y'all felt. Yeah, that's how I all felt. Ginger knows Eureka is the gassiest because of the show up queen rehearsal. Kylie apparently never smelled anything because she has a deviated septum. Okay. That's not how deviated septums work. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe I don't know. Trinity reminisces about being assassinated by Alexis and Laganja. Who is next? Kylie is going to check the book while the others call Trinity a fancy coyote and a kangaroo. That's mean. Well, uh, she looked like a cat. Trinity should have won her lip sync if she could have kept her goddamn wig on. Absolutely. I agree. Just one more bobby pin. That's all it took. Ginger wasn't as... something. Exactly. Ginger wasn't as close the previous time with the queens, but she has gotten closer to every person in this room. But there is a crown and she can't let any other girls snatch it. She will Tanya Harding your ass to get the crown. But guess what? The lip sync assassin has arrived. They didn't call Cameron Michaels last time, but she's here. So now I want to talk about Cameron Michaels' bizarre Instagram posts. Is she mad about having to send Eureka home or is she mad about the song choice? Because she won. No matter what, she won the the lip sync. So what is she mad about? And I I still don't even think it's either of those two things. Like, like, I, I, I I feel like she felt like she wasn't showcased on her time back. Even though it's like not even her the point of her, her coming back. It was just it, it was so vague. Yeah. <laughs> Cameron. It, it, Cameron it, It's like she literally has never bitch. seen the show. Yeah. Yeah. I, I it, it was I mean, she deleted the Instagram post, but you know Reddit, they they're going to snatch that up, they're gonna keep it up, and it 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 will come back to haunt her. Um, if she had any aspirations of coming back for an all-star season, I think they are slim to none at this point. I don't know. Like they love her. They do. They do like her a lot. And they'll but if probably, she's going to throw a hissy fit about a, show. If, if, they're gonna, if she's going to throw a hissy fit about a one lip sync that lasted four minutes, an appearance, like, like, I just, what is she going to say about the full season? But it was like like superbly vague. Like, what if it was like, what if she was told to, <laughs> like, like, because it wasn't really even a hissy fit. Like, it didn't really seem like it was that much of a hissy fit. Like, or, maybe, maybe, maybe we were all supposed to react much more dramatically to this right. storyline than we was did. Was she was she using her fifteen extra minutes to take yeah. a little more attention? I don't know. Yeah. Um, but it was not the greatest look. Maybe we're supposed to miss Eureka being. Maybe we were supposed to really hardcore miss Eureka. Maybe that's the idea. Like maybe yeah. people weren't mad that she's gone, and they really want people to be mad that she's gone. Maybe. Oh, that might be the the the, the yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I think that's what it is. Because I because there's two people. There's two people that have shown up. Um, specifically in this season one of them's competing and one of them is cameron and they're like they're like world of one they're like i feel like they're moles of world of wonder and the other one i think is trinity i think trinity cabone is like a mole of production but you know that's why no so (laughs) cameron's writer included gummy bears and champagne um maybe that's why she was angry because she didn't get them in her dressing room (laughs) <laughs> I, no. I can't. 
She has I, a record to keep, though. She has <laughs> keep herself as the title of Lipstick Assassin. She claims she won six in a row. Is that true? I didn't think it was actually six. Because uh, she won the four to get to the finale. And then five. And, in, then, she, and, and then she lost and then to she Aquaria. Beat. Yes, it's five in a row with Asia. I don't think I it was six. six. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's only going to be four left. They started with 13. It feels like they've been oh, there guess, for a year. I guess if she's counting the lip sync for before they all go to the finale. Yeah, I guess. Um, uh, it was a full circus. Now it's a freak show, especially when they get into those golf cars carts. Oh my God, that's funny. I really think they're, one of them's going to fall out. But <laughs> Raja is glad to, um, to have won, but it's bittersweet because one of her sisters is going home. But with the top comes responsibilities. Cameron says that she wants to win, but she's just here to have fun. She's back on the main stage of RuPaul's Drag Race. What more can you ask for? Apparently a lot. So I swear she sounds like she's reading lines. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cameron wins, sends Eureka home, and it's, she's not thrilled. Eureka is never really prepared to be eliminated because she's never been actually eliminated. Nope. I mean, not same with cool. Valentina. Yeah. We see that all the queens vote for Eureka, but we do not see who Eureka voted for. Any thoughts? Who do you think it was? Oh, Trinity. Probably Trinity. Yeah. I think it's Trinity as well. <laughs> I do think it's Trinity. Even though I don't agree, I think the, I think the other person that was down there with her is Kylie, but yeah, she probably voted Trinity. Eureka decides to write her mirror message, which is a novel. She writes a note for each girl. And I'm like, I'm not going to share it because that's too much to say. But Eureka is staying positive about her sisters and it feels a bit forced and town bitter. But Rue's message comes on and she is panicking what to wear. Of course, she's going to wear a bodysuit. And then she starts to talk to a body form and then starts crying. This was a whole moment. <laughs> she's ready, Mama Rue. What do you want? I need her to start playing Parcheesi. Yeah. That's Burning the game question. within a game. What is Eureka's legacy? After being eliminated at this moment, we're going to see her next week no matter what, but what is her legacy? Safety? <laughs> um, a, a, a trend of people filing suits due to injuries on, loss, on, on Drag Race and then them doing really, really well as a result. Some of them possibly winning. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, no, I, I think her for me, it's the it's the narrative of her being forced on the audience. It's it's it, it, she always felt like a production favorite. And that's all well and good, but if the goods are not up to par, I I'm not gonna feel it. And I that's how I felt about Eureka again. And I, I, I hate saying that I'm not a fan, but I'm not a fan. She's not a queen I, that I'm going to seek out. I definitely, I definitely am not going to seek out Eureka. Um, I, I think I, with comparative reasoning, I enjoyed her more than I did before. However, like I would have preferred to see other girls for longer, particularly Akira and Scarlet. I agree. It's the game within a game. Are you ready? Finally, 10 episodes. Took us 10 episodes to get here. <laughs> oh, man. Now, 
we're not going to spoil anything. I don't know how much either of you know. It's a game within a game. Eureka was told she's going to lip sync. That's all we're going to explain right now. Are you excited? I am excited. <laughs> uh, I'm however, so ready I'm for ex- Connect Four. <laughs> right. Um, I'm excited for the episode. However, I'm not excited for the outcome because I feel like it's come far too late in the game. I agree. Um, I feel like it, whoever, whatever happens with it, it's not going. It, it's going to affect the final game. I, I feel kind like of disagree. I think that it's coming at a good point because I think if you want like a good chunk of queens, like if, especially if they do what I think they're going to do or what it sounds like they're going to do, I think you're going to have a more fuller moment from it. Um, I just, I think no matter what, it's going to change the outcome. But I think with this style or format, it almost needs like 20 queens and then <laughs> cut it at 10 queens and then have the at the 10th queen have the game within a game happen. I feel like at this point, it feels a little like whoever wins this is probably going to be forced to be in the finale unless they really fuck up. I just like want them to, if they're going to pull something like this, I just need them to like old school America's next top model it where like the eliminated contestants are still doing the challenges in the background. Ooh, or yeah, that would be amazing. Like, I think that would be better because then you could get yeah. like a whole track record moment still mattering. Cause like, yes. bitch, you went home, you have no business being final four, but because there's five, there's now four and it'll probably go back yeah. to five. Now you're going to have a top five. It's going to jump to four again the eliminated queen has to win the next challenge, which I'm guessing happens. And like, it's just, it feels weird. Yeah. We will find out. (laughs) We will find out. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I ask it every time, get ready. Here's what, let's see your answer is going to be after nine episodes. The winner of the season is. (laughs) Oh, it should be Trinity. Yeah, I think the should is what's what's like important in that statement. Should be Trinity. I think it's going to be Ginger Binge. I do think it's going to be Ginger also. I would love it to be Kylie. I would I think it should be Trinity. I would love mm. it to be Raja. I, I just don't like Ginger. I don't think she should win this. I think it's just too forced. I think, you know, she's also had two bottoms placements. Yeah, I feel like we're I, forgetting about that. Mm-hmm. I I would give the win to Trinity um, or mm-hmm. Raja, preferably. Like those are like my favorite two in in, in contending. Um, Kylie, I wish she had won a different challenge or another challenge. I feel like we haven't. I feel like I feel like she's had the same edit as Pandora, but somehow it's been positive. It's been very interesting. Uh, but yeah, I agree, Ginger. Um, I feel like if she wins, it's going to be really strange to have someone win almost $200,000 on the season. Like, yeah. Hey, with Dragula, you got you to gotta up the prize for season 14. So come on. Well, it's where, can we, where, where can we find you both on social media, Venmo, any projects you want to plug? <laughs> Talk it out. Tell the audience where to find you. Um, I am on Instagram, just living my life, I guess, <laughs> uh, at Tykenstein, like Frankenstein, but Tyke. 
Yeah, Mikey, where are you? I am also on Instagram at Mikey Nichols Pate. I'm also on Venmo. Like I said, I'm a poor bitch. I need some money. Um, and you can find me at Michael Nichols 48. And my Venmo is at Tyler OK. <laughs> well, it was so much fun chatting with you both. I can't wait till we discuss more drag tots in a future date. a huge thanks to tyler and mikey for chatting subscribe on apple Podcasts, audible google play spotify soundcloud or stitcher leave us a review while you're there make sure you engage with me on social media and tell me your favorite episode so far if you have any questions or comments drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link like listen love until next time i'm michael block and that was block talk